We all know that lockdown has been a challenge for everybody. Many new remote workflows and technologies have been learned, as well as adapting to new procedures and ways of creating content to keep the entire crew safe. Yeah, a lot of what has been implemented over the last 12 months now seems like the norm, and a lot of it is likely to continue as a normal way of working. One company at the heart of much of this change is Boxer, and we're welcoming back Mark Risby to tell us what's changed and what to look forward to. Hi, Mark. Hello. Welcome back to the show. Good to see you again. Hi, good to see you. So as, um, as many of us are looking forward to lockdown easing, where do you think your customers are at this moment in time um, on the COVID timeline? Um, yeah, it's a really interesting question. I think when I was last speaking to you about 10 months ago, we were in the heady days of lockdown 1.0, uh, yeah. wondering what all this meant. And, uh, you know, I think I refer to it then as our Apollo 13 moment. You know, the time yeah. the engineers had to make it work with what they had, you know, uh, with yeah. them. Uh, they could just go out and get other stuff. Exactly. Uh, there's no popping into Tandys. Um, and also, you know, I think we were given the, uh, the license to try new things. Uh, engineers were being told, we just got to get this working. So they were, you know, we were using things like regular conferencing systems like Zoom and Teams to get on air using mm. public internet mm. editors were taking machines home and using sort of cheap cloud services just to get you know programs out and um you know people made it through and think by and large it's an excellent job of an industry of keeping things going keeping the show um you know show going but now i think you know we do see that we're coming towards well hopefully an end um certainly the vaccine moving you know fast now um everywhere mm. which is mm -hmm. fantastic and I think we're starting to look about what happens when we get back to work. And these sort of crisis measures that we put in place and these sort of temporary workflows, um, you know, once we get back to normal again or, or whatever that is, um, which of them do we keep? Um, do we harden some of them? You know, do we make it more uh, robust? Because, you know, some of the things were very much done, you know, with a wing and a prayer, um, but they did work. But moving forward, we want to make them, you know, part of our, our, our new workflow and our new world. So I think we're in that point where as, as people return, we're starting to look at what happens and, and how we build and rebuild, you know, after this is over. And you're still getting, I mean, it's, it's an interesting thing because, as you say, it was uh, sort of make do for a lot of it, the, the Apollo 13 moment. But are you still getting, because we are seeing an end as you say, hopefully an end to it. But are you still getting incoming inquiries about people to, to help you, uh, or sorry, to help them uh, make changes to their working environments to, to, to make it work? Is it is it still going that way? Absolutely, it's going that way. I mean, yeah. uh, at the minute, we're still, you know, we're shipping lots of things, you know, little cameras, um, converters, streaming devices, mm. things just to make a single production work for a moment, uh, just to get something out because it's one of those things, every time yeah. something, um, you know, we, we do something or a customer does something um, now, it's quite often effectively for the first time again, you know, as, you know, perhaps yeah. we can have more people in the room now. So the way you're filming has changed, corporate gigs are changing, you know, um, all sorts of things are sort yeah. of, you know, being redefined as we move forward to the next stage, which means new problems occur. So I think at the minute, yeah. we're going through one of the most creative times in a way um, that we've seen and, and the engineers are really working hard um, to deliver, you know, solutions that, that, that really are, are still very new. But I don't think that will go on forever. You know, I think what happens when we get back this, this, you know, for example, hybrid working is something we're, you know, we're all talking about and we're reading about. I don't think anyone's going to go back to work exactly, you know, the way we did a year ago. 
Um, the idea of working from yeah. home is now, you know, uh, is now pretty solid. And I think we're going to see everyone from editors, you know, some producers, but also, um, you know, news reporters and, and anchors and people who contribute to programs. You know, I think what, one of the good things, if you watch news, for example, now, because a, a Zoom call is now accepted to get on air, we're seeing a whole range of people coming on to talk on the show that we've never have got before. We've never got a truck to them or we've never got them in the studio. And that, you know, encourages diversity yeah. and it encourages change and, and, and some new people talking, which can only be a good thing. So I think it's going to touch everywhere from, you know, from the edit suite, you know, all the way down to the presenter. So, I mean, a year or so ago, Mark, remote production was something that, you know, wasn't for most people. It was for the likes of the major broadcasters or large scale, but it was probably the most used phrase on Kit Plus TV about what, you know, different people have done yeah. to make their productions remote. I mean, how do you see that going forwards in the medium to long term? Um, again, I think the cat's out the bag with that now. We, we won't go back to working the same way um, as we had before. I think um, it doesn't matter whether it's for COVID. I mean, COVID was the agent for change. But for example, if we're not shipping containers and trucks around the world, we're making our eco footprint smaller. Um, if we're able to have operators working from home, there's a work-life balance thing as well as, you know, the, the carbon credentials that go along with that. So, you know, OBs are tough on people and, you know, not everybody wants to do that. So I think there's a lot of advantages from keeping things, you know, remote uh, and working that way. And what COVID's done is accelerate that change because people have tried things. Um, we're using the public internet with SRT, for example, uh, Keeler Views Encoders or AJA's Bridge Live. You know, to put um, streaming mm -hmm. content and production material over um, the public internet and with some great results. And, you know, I think in the past, we've always been a very conservative uh, nation, especially in the UK. And um, we've always had a lot of, you know, existing static links and we've always had a lot of trucks, microwaves, cough them, all of those type of things. Because we're quite a small island, we can make it work. When some of that disappeared or, or, or wasn't so easy, um, you know, people have tried out new ways of working and found out that we're getting great results for significantly less cost. And again, I, I don't know anybody who comes to me and tells me they want to spend more on their production. No, absolutely right. But, uh, you know, I, I, I still struggle with a little bit of the concept that we as an industry, as a creative industry, and certainly when you're talking about talent at home, are we an industry where the talent are going to continue to work from home? Okay, I can see them getting away with it perhaps a little bit of voiceover with a, with a, with a blanket or a, or a duvet. But, you know, there are some things that you can't do from home, surely. Uh, absolutely. But there are many things you can. So let's say that you can reduce your travel by 30%. Well, you know, that's pretty good. And I think for some people that would be yeah, enough. Okay. Um, I also see for serious people, you know, you've already seen it with reporters. They've built their own voiceover booths from home. You know, and for some of these people, you know, the, the you know, actors, VO people, They've got enough cash to do it. You know, we're not talking about a lot. So I think, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know, I definitely can see that there. But really what's got me is things like Soho editors. You know, people who you would have always said in the past, you know, people are always going to want to edit in Soho. You're never going to want to move that. Well, I'm seeing editors who are being really productive working from home and producing some great material and getting back three hours a Absolutely. day travel. And I, I think, you know, that's the kind of thing that will really drive, you know, the market. Uh, the rent situation in London yeah. has gone out of control. Um, so again, I think a lot of facilities fixed costs uh, may change by uh, by uh, by moving and, and people working yeah, from yeah. home. And, yeah. You know, I think 
people have had a year now to look at their bank balance and work out what that means. If they're still producing all the material they were and they can halve their building costs, that sounds pretty compelling. So Absolutely. Yeah. don't want to put you on the spot now, Mark, but on top of your head, what are from a hardware perspective, what are the top three um, bits of kit that you've seen most popular over the last six months or so? Um, well, firstly, I would say Transcode, for example, is still very strong market for us. Um, Vantage Transcode can work either on-prem, hybrid, or in the cloud. And you can imagine the volumes of VOD content. Um, you know, thankfully, the iPlayer, ITV player, Netflix, Amazon Prime, that's kept bums on seats. Uh, that's kept people indoors on the sofa instead of outdoors spreading the virus. So I think, uh, I think for as an industry, yeah. we should be very proud of what we've done with, uh, with video on demand playing a part in, uh, in this whole COVID fight. And so, you know, what we've been really working with people to do is, is, is how they move content around in these, you know, in these times. So Cumulo um, and their storage has been great. Um, they've got some cloud options, again, on-prem, hybrid and cloud. There's some tools for moving around between different other cloud providers, which has meant we've been able to get material and media and content where it needed to be to be processed to carry on. And these are now very great, uh, greatly managed automated processes. Um, so we're doing it with outbums on seats in offices and, and we're doing it from home. So, you know, that, that's been a, a tremendously uh, important part of uh, everything going on. Um, and then probably things like the um, TriCaster, from NewTek, um, we are working really hard with their TriCaster 2 Elite product. Uh, that allows you to yeah. pull together um, feeds that are perhaps from Zoom or Teams, and um, even a grid, on a Zoom grid, can be taken in, and each of the individual quadrants, each of the headshots, if you like, on there, create a new camera source, a new source on the switcher. So you've got a way of sort of managing yeah. these sort of um, slightly weird, you know, general purpose conferencing products and turning them into something that's more broadcast friendly. Um, another product that's done amazing things, AJA Roy, uh, their ROI product, region of interest um, product, which is enabling people yeah. again to cut out um, sections of incoming video conferencing uh, packages and, and all sorts of different tools like that and create an on-air, um, you know, uh, quality output. And it's been one of those boxes that's just helped, you know, loads and loads of broadcasters make their conferencing products look better and, and, you know, and overall improve the quality of their output. So I guess, you know, that, that, that's a, a little bit spread. It covers quite a lot, but, you know, I think, I think we've just seen some really creative people work out how to use these tools as well uh, and just, you know, create things that we, we wouldn't have thought of a year ago. Well, I'm, I am going to put you on the spot a bit now, and I want to know whether there's anything you can talk about <laughs> coming up. Is there anything, you know, we've had a lot of development. We've had a lot of innovation over the last 12 months. Is it continuing? You, you know, have you got anything that you're, you know, any of your partners that you're working with that you've got any interesting little gadgets coming up? There's lots of new things coming out. I think it's been very interesting over the last, um, you know, over the last 12 months. We've had companies, for example, like Telestream, pull a product out of the out of the air just to really help people during COVID. Um, so they have a product called Glim, which enables you to um, view any kind of uh, media file. We have some quite complex media files in our world, but view them right. from any cloud yeah. service from your browser. So it, you know, it, it was a product that didn't exist, that was never thought of, and then all of a sudden, yeah. how do you know, how do people at home see what's on? you know, on their S3 bucket so they can yeah. find out what to send to the editors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that came yeah. from nowhere. Um, Tricast 2 Elite, I've mentioned, that brought in these features just at yeah. the right time. 
I think some of the manufacturers have kind of changed their schedules a little bit so that they can perhaps, um, you know, make the products coming out in the future a little bit more useful in, in the new world that we've got. I think the, um, you know, the fact that NAB and IBC have moved around has meant that these fixed points in time where products normally got launched uh, have, have gone for the yeah. time being. Um, so, you know, what yeah. we haven't got, this would have been NAB week. Um, you know, I haven't seen yeah. 600 new products being launched this week. <laughs> so, you know, I think that we're seeing more... It's kind of nice in a way. Yeah. It, it, it is, isn't it? It does, feel, it, it does feel very weird being at home in the middle of April. Um, I'll say that much. <laughs> yeah. But I think um, we've got quite a few new things coming out, but the, 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 the pace is a little bit slower right now. I think manufacturers are, are spending time... Um, you know, getting their ducks in a row and, you know, as, as their development teams are taking a bit longer to do something because they're all in different places for a start. But I actually think that this has been a great time for reflection and, again, for people to go out and, and try some new things. So um, I don't have a whole lot to talk about that I can talk about, but I can tell you to watch this space. So, Mark, where can people find out more about everything we've been talking about today? Uh, best place to go, uh, our website, www.boxer.co.uk. That's brilliant. Thanks, Mark. It's always great to catch up and uh, certainly a lot of food for thought and uh, things for people to, to research on that website. So thanks again. And thanks to Media Proxy for their support of Kit Plus TV. You can find out more about them at mediaproxy.com. And don't forget, all of our shows are now available on a podcast so you can listen on the move as well. We'll see you next time.